0: Welcome back to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm your host, Kristen Sixena. and it's back to school time again. On today's episode of the podcast, I'll be sharing my five back to school tips for you busy parents. Welcome to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen, where we help you navigate the challenges of feeding your family and learn about the role food plays in our health and relationships. Feeding and food relationships can be stressful, confusing, and even destructive. I'm Kristen Saxena, a pediatrician and mother of four who's been researching and sharing what I've learned about feeding for over 10 years. In this podcast, I'll share my experience and expertise to help our kids and ourselves with everyday survival tips for real parents. This podcast is about progress, not perfection. So let's get started. I'm not gonna lie, I kinda love going back to school, and I always have but it may not be for the reasons you might think. Sure, by the end of a relatively wild and free summer, I can definitely uh, start to see how the kids and I could benefit from a little more structure in our days. Um, A summer of extreme togetherness does tend to lead to a few more sibling squabbles than usual. Um, And summers for me are really not very productive, but they are fun. Truly though, the first day of school has always felt to me like New Year's Day, the ultimate fresh start. And as opposed to New Year's Day, where many of us adults um, prepare in the worst way possible, such as staying up till the wee hours, only to wake up hungover, still in full makeup and a party dress. Don't act like you've never done it. Uh, We usually prepare for the first day of school my real New Year's Day by getting a good night's sleep, purchasing fresh supplies, maybe some new outfits, waking up early, eating a good healthy breakfast. Maybe I'm a weirdo, but I kind of love Mondays and the first day of the month, and so it should come as no surprise that there's something so inspirational and motivating to me about the first day of school. This year, my kids will be starting the 8th, 6th, 4th, and 2nd grades. I can hardly believe it. But between my own experience as a student going through many, many first days, and my experience as a busy parent who has now been through many first days of school, I wanted to share with you my five favorite tips to help you get a successful start to the school year. Number one is remember that going back to school is a big transition for everyone. Okay, so I told you how much I love going back to school, But in full transparency, the truth is that I actually have very mixed emotions about it. While an opportunity for a fresh start is definitely my jam, I'm looking forward to a little more structure and routine and all the things I'll be able to accomplish during the school year. I also have been through enough of these to know that it won't be long before I miss the relaxed summer schedule, later wake up times, and let's face it, the true joy of seeing those kids' faces day in and day out and, of course, the mixed emotions I feel as a mom pale in comparison to what the kids go through. For kids, going back to school, or maybe even going to school for the first time, means a huge change in routine. While most kids do, at least on some level, benefit from getting back to a little more structured environment and are often eager to see the friends that they may have seen little over the summer months, the truth is that each school year brings more academic and social challenges. For some kids, this can be very anxiety provoking. The school year tends to be a more rigorous and demanding schedule. These challenges are different for each child, but almost universal and true whether it's the first day of preschool or the last year of college. And remember that this is a transition for all of you. This is where I like to focus on the idea of new beginnings and a fresh start. I suggest that you model and share this excitement with your child to help them with the transition. However, make sure you hold space and recognize that it's totally normal to have mixed emotions. Excitement and anxiety often coexist. Help your kid realize that it's okay to be excited to see your friends and sad that you won't see your family all day at the same time. Remind yourself that it's okay to feel like you need a little break from your kids and that you might cry because you miss them during the day at the same time. Feelings are weird that way, but it's normal. With all transitions, don't expect to have it all figured out on the the very first day. Starting a new grade at school is a lot like starting a new job. Your child will likely be in a new room, maybe a new building altogether, and a new teacher is like having a new boss, and being with a new group of students is like having new coworkers. Some of your new friends will be great, and some will be hard to work with. My mom used to always say that your only real duty on a first day is to learn where the bathroom is located. Although it's probably a good idea to try to get a little more acclimated than that, I always thought that that was a good reminder that you don't need to feel like you have it all figured out on the first day. And it's a good reminder for kids and parents, just ease in. First days are always a little overwhelming and it's a process that'll take a little trial and error before you figure out exactly what works best. My second tip is to give your child one more independent responsibility. So no matter what, your child is exactly one year older than they were at this time last year. And that means that they're almost definitely capable of doing something for themselves that maybe you had to help them with last year. Since our job as parents, at least partially, is to raise adults who are able to care for themselves, Back to school time can be a good opportunity to help your child start to do something new independently. This, of course, will totally depend on the age and maturity level of your child. And as we discussed before, back to school is a time of transition and often mixed emotions. So I wouldn't suggest any complete life overhauls. Instead, pick one small thing that you feel confident that they can do. This may be something as simple as having your child put their own toothpaste on their toothbrush, set out their own clothes for school the night before, or set their own alarm to wake themselves up in the morning. They can learn to pack their own lunch, brush their own hair, fill their own water bottles, or even for older kids, maybe be in charge of getting their own homework done without having to be supervised. You know your kid best and I highly recommend picking a task you feel confident that they can succeed at. Talk to your child about it, come up with something you're both excited about and the idea is really to set up so that it's a win for everyone. One less thing that you do as a parent and one more thing that they can feel confident about achieving independently. My third tip, is to start prepping a couple weeks before. This one always sneaks up on me somehow every year, Um, but like most things, a little preparation goes a long way. At least at our house, bedtimes, wake-up times, and certainly shower schedule and frequency during the summer looks quite a bit different than what they look like during the school year. So about two weeks before school starts, it's a really good idea to start transitioning to the early bedtimes and earlier wake-up times that you'll wanna have during the school year. Keep in mind that school-aged kids need nine to 12 hours of sleep each night, even though most kids often get less than seven to eight hours. Even teenagers need eight to nine hours of sleep, and the transition back to school hours can be even more challenging for them, as early wake-ups and early bedtimes often contrast drastically with their natural circadian rhythms. In addition to getting to bed on time and getting your early a.m. routines down, Um, If possible, help your child start practicing whatever new independent skill or responsibility you're planning on having them take over for the new school year. Doing a few dry runs before the first day starts to come around will really help you work out those kinks. Finally, mentally prepare by simply talking to your child about the first day of school and how they're feeling about the new year. Do your best to leave space for all the feelings. While I have a tendency to try to do my best to fix my kids' problems or try to allay their feels or fears or concern, often the best way to help them is to validate their feelings and give shared experience. If they share concerns about schoolwork or social situations, it might be best to share a story about how you had the same concerns or struggles when you were in school. And maybe maybe even now, Uh, the truth is that seeing that you have gone through similar struggles and survived can be very beneficial to your kids. Tip four is to plan for some easy and familiar meals. Now is the time for some total chip shots. Before the school year starts, I recommend that you find five to 10 of the easiest meals you know or can find and plan those for the first couple weeks of school. Now is the time for the stuff that can just be dumped in the slow, coo- co- slow cooker in the morning um, or that requires very little effort when you walk in the door. Uh, you know I love trying new foods and recipes, but now is probably not the time. Starting school means a lot of new things for you and your kids. Sometimes having the comfort of old familiar foods at home can really mean a lot to a child who's had to, had to deal with a lot of new challenges throughout the day. One of the easiest meals we do at our house is simply throwing frozen meatballs uh, into the slow cooker. You can make it a little healthier by using turkey meatballs or even veggie meatballs if you like. We throw that in with some marinara that slow cooks throughout the day. Um, And then for dinner, you can either boil some noodles and make spaghetti, um, Spaghetti so meatballs, or you can put them on a hoagie bun, top it with some mozzarella cheese, put it under the broiler for a few minutes, and make these delicious meatball subs. So you combine that with a simple salad, and you have a very quick and relatively healthy dinner. All right, tip five. You had to know this was coming. Prioritize family meals. If you know me at all you knew I had to say this, but seriously, this is so, so important. We have discussed the benefits of family meals many times on the podcast. However, despite being hugely beneficial to kids and adults for that matter, um, only about 30% of families manage to eat together regularly. The truth is that it's not always easy to make it happen. I've said it before, but society will not privilege family meal time for you. If you want to make it a priority, and I highly recommend you do, you're gonna have to build it into your routine. First, remember your why. The truth is that eating with your child has more benefits than just about anything else I can think of. Kids who eat more meals with their family tend to have better academic performance, higher self-esteem, more resiliency, lower risk for substance abuse, lower risk of depression, lower risk for both obesity and eating disorders. Um, Preschoolers who eat with their family tend to have better vocabularies, and teenagers who eat with their families have better cardiovascular health and eating pattern. There's even benefits to us adults, which include less dieting, better self-esteem, and lower rates of depression. So keep this in mind as the school year starts and you and your kids are building your after-school and evening routine. It gets challenging, I get it. Balancing work, academics, extracurriculars can be super tough. But when I remember the benefits, it helps me understand that eating together as often as possible confers more and bigger benefits to all of us than another meeting or another practice will. It may not work out every night, but do your best to build in as many family meals as you can. As school starts, dinner time might be the only time you get to spend together as a family in a given day. In this time of transition and newness, having that daily check-in with your child at any age is invaluable. So remember, focus on conversation, togetherness, and just enjoying each other's company. Do what you can to make mealtimes fun, relaxed, and enjoyable. Making sure that family meals are part of your school year routine can go a long way in helping you and your kiddos make this a successful year. So good luck to all the parents and kids getting ready to start a new year of school. I hope these tips will help you make the most of this fresh start and make the transition into a new year of school a little smoother. So definitely check out our Facebook group, uh, Family Meals for Omaha Moms. And please, I encourage you share one of your favorite easy weeknight dinner recipes. Um, so we've all got one to, to call on this year. And as always, thanks for joining us again on Feeding the Family. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you here next time.